Hey there, boys and girls, it's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallow. Good choice. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I'm the Quadric Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the Talking... Okay. I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's spectacular Halloween episode of Talking Codswallop. With me today, I've got my usual co-host, James. Hello, everybody. And we've got a special guest with us today, who is Nathan, who is a paranormal expert. So welcome to the show, Nathan. Thank you very much. Yeah, and he's he's from Wales, so he's got a lovely accent. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't ask me, am I from... Do I know Gavin or Stacey? That's the main thing. <laughs> no, no. We don't need you to know them people. <laughs> no, no. I think the accent alone will keep Gemma happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do like the Welsh accent, so you have to apologize. I have to apologize in advance. <laughs> she developed it because I was actually born in England. Oh, were you? I was. Yeah, oh. I moved here in, in Wales when I was seven. And I sort of, it sort of developed and I've, I'm fitting in with the accent now, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) So if I was to change my accent like this, would you say I was quite Welsh or not really? Indian. Indian? Oh no! (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I always thought I did quite a good Welsh accent. Where were you from originally, Nathan? Hackney. Hackney, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that is quite a contrast in accents there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So the reason why you're here with us today is, like I said, you are a paranormal expert. Is that correct, how I'm referring to you? To a certain extent, yeah. Um, When it comes to demonic and and what have you, that's out of my field. I basically go and try and help people who have uh, things happen in their house and, you know, to help them out as much as I can. Yeah, because I was going to ask, well, first of all, how did you get involved in this? Um, It happened when I was a child. I was hit by a van and um, police police were chasing the van and I died on the spot. And if one for this man seeing it happen, he jumped over the fence and brought me back to life. Um, Ever since then, it might might seem weird, but I could see things. Mm -hmm. I I could see like um, dark masses just appear from nowhere and and, uh, like little sparkles, like, um, you know, like a a sparkler. Yeah. Basically, just every now and then, like a little flash. And I thought, this this isn't wrong with me. And my grandparents brought me up and my grandmother was at the time when I was hit by the van and I was taken to hospital and what have you. The doctor said that, told my grandmother that I died and I was brought back. And and then it, my nan said to me, have you started seeing things? And my nan always had a gift. Okay. My nan would see things. So but when my nan, her friend was a psychic and she said to her, he's got a gift he has. And she says, you usually find people that has definitely a deaf experiences and what have you. 
they can enhance their psychic abilities. And I'm not psychic, don't get me wrong, mm. um, but I can see things like um, orbs with my own eyes instead of through a lens, and um, I see a lot of shadow figures. So you don't need the photographic evidence in a way because no. you've got it through no. your own eyes, but obviously you probably need to have the photographic evidence to sort of back it up, I suppose. We, we did, yes. We, I was at a, a group investigation about a fortnight ago in Cardiff. Okay. Manor House. And I was facing the stairs and they had the camera facing the stairs and the monitor behind me. And I said, I can see orbs. And this man was, yeah, whatever. I don't believe you. And I was like, okay. And I, I was telling them, I had my back to them, I could tell them when I see these orbs. And this psychic that was there, she was on He's absolutely right. Oh my God, he's absolutely right. And and the man apologised to me and he said, "I'm sorry, I doubted you." People that will doubt and stuff like that. Yeah. And when this originally happened to you, when you were a child, when you became aware of this these abilities, I can only assume this was quite a terrifying thing. It was, yeah. To happen to yeah. you. How did I, you I, become? How how did you sort of, for better word, become at peace with it? How did you kind of? get used to it and, and learn how you could use it. My grandmother's friend, the psychic, she was she she basically taught me how to, you know, cope with it and not to show fear because mm-hmm. believe it or not, you will get a demonic spirit, you know, demonic entity, sorry, that'll that will lap, could latch on and can notice you noticing them and they feed off it. You know, like a, a horse senses fear. Yeah, it's it's similar to that. It is. My brother and my mum are actually both spiritualists, so yeah, yeah it's not it's not quite on the, the spectrum that you are, but uh, you know, it's obviously like you said, uh, it's very similar. Um, but yeah, it's like a lot of times, you know, if they're singing and dancing, you know, like when there's a group of them sort of thing, yeah. obviously it brings up the energy of the, the spirit and whatnot. But then I suppose it also, like you said, it happens on the other side of things when you've actually got a lot of fear then it is going to be, you know, more of a dark energy that's going to come to Yeah, yeah. I've witnessed dark energies. I've witnessed family. I have a spirit box and I take it on most investigations with me. And my grandparents come through all the time. Oh. And it, it's unbelievable. And me and my gran always had this secret word. Yeah. And, and that, that always comes out. So I definitely know it's a, her voice and it, it's unbelievable. For myself and for anybody who who doesn't know, what what is a spirit box, please? It's basically a radio that's been modified to automatic search the channels and you're never going to pick up a radio station because it's, the frequency is going at, I think it's about 9 to 12 stations a second. Okay, so it's kind of a bit like white noise that you're using. Yeah, okay. yes, yes, yeah. radio noise, yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, sorry, because I'm absolutely fascinated, to be completely honest. As soon as I, either I followed you on Twitter or you followed me on Twitter, I can't remember which way around it happened, but as soon as I saw your bio, I, I was just absolutely fascinated that I really wanted to speak to you. So obviously, I really appreciate the fact that you've uh, taken the time of speaking with us today. That was fine. Yeah, so because all this kind of thing really does interest me. So how about, because one of the questions that I was thinking of was, you know, because obviously you had programs like most taunted yeah and things like that which yeah okay obviously you know i like i did watch it quite a lot and i believe that some of the things probably happened but a lot of the stuff yeah. maybe televised you know exaggerated yeah. televising yeah. entertainment purposes only exactly comes up. yeah yeah you know with regards to that kind of program you know like and obviously practicing you're saying you know, like being in that kind of field yeah. what yeah. how did that 
sort of program make you feel? Did you watch it being angry or? I, d- I did get angry. I did, and, I, and and another sense, I I kind of find it funny that they was making prats of themselves. Mm. I will say that there is a Nick Groff and Katrina. They they went paranormal lockdown. That everything they do is because it's, it's all real, 100% real. They'll stay in that place, sleep in that place, and I've got to give it to Katrina. She'll sleep, they sleep separated in this building, each side, and she's a brave person, a brave woman to do that. And you don't even get men doing that, you know. Most men won't do that, yeah. go to a whole place, you know. But the, the stuff they capture are genuine because I've gone to a Paracon, like a, similar to a Comic-Con, but a Paracon, and Nick Groff, I've met him, he's... Genuine nice guy, and he don't come across as fake. And that's my opinion personally. But I don't think that program is fake. I think they're hundred percent genuine. And they brought Halloween special out, the Black Monk House, Third East Drive. Ah, oh, okay. What they experienced in that house, because I've stayed there, and I've had similar things happen to me. I I was here in the growls, and I was scratched. And they, it takes a brave person to undergo, you know, time in that house, if you ask me. Because you are going to get a lot of sceptics, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I always go into a place as a sceptic, you know, and then I witness for myself that way. Yeah, because I think what was good about that programme was that they always took a sceptic with them, wasn't it? Yeah, best way, best thing to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because it makes it kind of a bit more... Oh, actually, you know, because the science science side of things is there, but it yeah. kind of made it a little bit more real, you know, and they couldn't quite explain what was going on and things like that. So, so Nathan, what would you say is probably the most, for want of a better word, terrifying experience you've had, and what sort of warnings would you give, would you give to people who want to get involved in this kind of thing? Study study before you do anything research research of the equipment you use study 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 that's all i can say is um do not go in places without permission mm-hmm. always be with someone not on your own in case an accident happens if you they're warning signs of something demonic sulfur like rotten egg smell mm. yes and a lot of people say oh shadow figures and they're they're, they're demonic they're not demonic. A shadow figure is something totally different. Basically, a being of his own. There could be, it could be a, a, a spirit, a normal spirit of a, a loved one has passed, just, just making his presence known or what have you. But a lot of people say shadow figures are, are demonic and, but they're not. I, that's, that's my personal opinion. I don't think they are because I've, I've witnessed them for myself. And I will say, uh, when I, about 10 years after I started, I was training a, guy that was with me to join my my group at the time and at the and he was training believe it or not to be a mr wales as bodybuilding as well yeah Yeah. and uh, i was contacted by calm down uh, Gemma. (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) and um, i was contacted by uh, an american family that's recently moved over here and they said that things are happening in their house and could i go yeah no problem and i i do not charge any money whatsoever because i believe experience is everything you know and as if i can help someone i will i went along with this guy lock the doors that way no one can contaminate your work go in as, as a skeptic like i said had a chat with the family first and i said you're an american family and i'm not going to sound nasty saying this or if it comes across all americans use ouija boards it's like a normal board game over there yeah have you have you used one no 
I said, are you, I want to know the truth. I said, because if, if I find out you're lying, I got to walk away because it's, you know, I've been lied to and, you know, and that's a trust thing. It's putting okay. you into danger, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. We used one at the party a couple of weeks ago. I said, thank you. That's all I needed to know. We done uh, the lights off, the lockdown. We went into the attic conversion. Um, we heard this growl and I can only, st- only describe it as a, you know, like a zombie the latest zombie films, you know, okay. that, that, that type of growl. And this guy that was with me, he ran and he squeezed out of this window. God knows how he done it. <laughs> no. time, he was he was a massive guy and he squeezed out this window. I never saw him again. <laughs> well, what, never, ever. Or... Never, never saw that wow. guy again. Wow. So what the, what, does he think that you did that or is it just that? He, he was <laughs> the window. <laughs> Sorry, he, he, he legged it down the stairs. He, you know, he swore I'm off straight out of this window because he couldn't open the, the door because the man of the house had his keys on him. Yeah, and he couldn't couldn't open the door, so he got out of this small toilet window. I <laughs> I just I I laughed. I the thing is, the moment you show fear, they'll latch on and they'll they'll take you down if it's demonic. Like I said, when you go into different people's houses, do you do anything to sort of protect yourself before you actually go in there? Like. I don't know. I'm using the Lord's Prayer for, as an example. Personally speaking, I'm not religious, but, you know, that's that's the thing that I could think of. I'm not a religious person, don't get me wrong, but I always take a cross with me. Um, it's a cross that my grandmother gave me and it's, uh, it's, it's protected me. Yeah. Uh, and I will say a prayer before I go in because I was taught to always say a prayer before going to a place to pr- for protection. And... It, it it has protected me. Don't get me wrong. When I went into 30s Drive, I was scratched and growled at. But that's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I couldn't think of any. Well, I can think of worse things that could happen. But I, I'm kind of glad nothing has happened to me in that way. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. That's absolutely understood. Like nothing's possessed you or anything like that. No. Yeah. No. Could I uh, could I ask a question to Nathan? Just share an experience with you and see your sort of views on it, and yep. if that's okay. So it was when you mentioned sort of like the shadow experience, I've seen yeah. the, the shadow sort of forms. I mean, this is going quite a while back, going nearly 20 years back, but I <laughs> seriously remember it very, very freshly. Uh, I went to see my uncle who lives in a, an, an old hall. We're talking like old, old hall here. He recounted to me the sto- a couple of stories, but something else. So what happened is when he got the house, one of the things he did was he started trying to take it back to the original um, yeah. brickwork, uh, well, stonework, actually, the stones. Um, yeah. And we're talking a very, very long, large building. And one of the rooms he took down, or the builder took down, say, the plastering one, and they found within the wall a picture of a young lady all dressed in black who one would assume is a widower. Uh, right. a widow, and you could date it as being old because the picture was, um, well, the photograph, sorry, was put straight onto glass. Mm. So you're probably looking around sort of Victorian times or thereabouts. Yeah. Now, my uncle is a chemist. Uh, he, well, he's retired now, but he was a chemist, a scientist, and very much a man of, well, science, and obviously not one yeah. of lines of fancy. But what he told me was interesting. He said, when he moved the photograph, things started going wrong, badly right. wrong. Deals fell through at work. Other stuff that he wouldn't go into, which was quite an interesting thing yeah. to go into or went wrong. But he said as soon as he put it back, everything settled down. Yeah. 
I can tell you what. Mm, sorry, sorry can I just say, say, um, when you start restoration of a house, so it's when you, as soon as you move into a property and then you start altering stuff, knocking walls down, redoing things, that can actually start things ah, right. going as well. And like I said, you found the picture and that was put, that must have been put there for a reason. Yes. You know, sorry to interrupt. No, no, don't worry. Anything you can tell me, oh, and then the listener is of great interest. But where I sort of got brought into is also we've been taken around the house. And to best describe this, this is the old hall in, in the village. And it's a long, long building. So you get into one part of you, go up the stairs, you go past this room. And we, he was just taking us around the house, me, uh, my parents. And we'd not been there for a while. He was a tour. And he took us to the fur- the room at the furthest end of the building. And interestingly, my uncle and aunt sleep at the, at the completely other end of the building as well. So you go into this room, and I'm still talking, and right next to me is my aunt. And I can tell it's my aunt by, you know, that feeling you get when someone stood right next to you, you can sense yeah. somebody's there. Now, the corner, I can see my aunt, and she's not particularly tall. She's dressed in black, so I knew it was her. I turn, and there is not a single person there at all. Nobody there, but I would have put money on somebody being there. So that that threw me straight away, and I knew there were issues with this house. But the 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 big thing I'm coming to is this: so at the end of the night, this was Christmas Day, and at the end of the night, my dad says, "Can you go and get the coats?" And can I go? And the coats, of course, are in this room. So I go up to the stairs, and again to impress upon you, I've got a very long hall in front of me before I go into this room, and I'm obviously getting a bit worked up and thinking, you know, oh, oh dear, what yeah. could I be going into? And then I thought to myself, well. Come on, you know, get a grip. You know, nothing's happened to you. Just go in the room and get the coats. So I open the door, and to this day, I've never felt anything like this before or since. The comment when they say that the hair stands up on the back of your neck. Yeah, electricity. The hackles are up like an animal. This is never, I've never had this. This isn't just like, so when you're cold and feel uncomfortable and the hair's gone. This was like a proper response of flight or flight, uh, fight or flight caveman style. I've never felt anything like the hairs going up and it felt like and when I say it felt like I don't mean it felt like somebody did this but the the feeling was like when someone runs the finger on your back yeah. my entire spine went with it and I've got to say I've never grabbed clothing and left a room so quickly in my life <laughs> did, you, did you say you was a child as well? I was 17 That's at the time so, 17. and the interesting thing was that particular room where they have the issue where when I Knew, I knew somebody was in there with me, but that room in particular, I was told something else uh, a bit before. That when my uncle and aunt first got this, the old hall, they were sat in the living room and they could hear noises upstairs. So my uncle's thinking, okay, someone broke in. So it was quite a lot of noise, but he went in, nobody was there. But the other problem they had quite a few times is the doors would open and close, and particularly the door to the living room, and then the door would open upstairs. Now, as I said, Manco is a man of science, so he tried to find out ways this could happen. Yeah. Could it be a draft? No. Could it be, say, the, you know, unless the cats were stretching themselves somewhat uh, and opening doors, it couldn't be that they're pet cats. But the other problem was it, a simple draft certainly couldn't do it because the doors are all on latches. So the door would open and shut. What they reckon is um, there used to be a circular staircase. If they, when they look back, so they reckon it was somebody right. going upstairs. I, I would put that at the end of the stone tape theory. Mm-hmm. Basically, the home itself or the, the actual rocks, the, the stones from the place, anything 
piece of furniture kind of dog um, energy and and it's sort of like recreate reenacting mm. it does reenact what what that that particular moment of someone walking up the stairs mm. it, it, it is the, you know um yeah it's it's kind of like a house's memory isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. sounds like that, yeah internal memory that does Every now and then, it'll recreate itself. You know, re re reenact things that's happened. Wow, yeah, that would explain a lot actually. It really would because this is house is incredibly old. I think it's also had monks in it at some point as well. So it's old. Yeah, that explains a heck of a lot. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever caused any problems really for people. But certainly when they uncovered the picture of the the widow, that yeah. must have created some real chain reaction. And the fact that when it went back to where it should go, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean. My father, who is the most level-headed man you'd ever met and doesn't particularly believe in this sort of thing, says you could not pay him money to sleep in that room. (laughs) (laughs) And you do get a really uneasy feeling when you go in there. I've got to be honest. It's fair enough. (laughs) I get get a a lot of people like in um, new new houses. uh, It's like, how can this house be... Be haunted. It's it's a new house. It is not. It's, it can be the land. I find. Mm. Yeah. I say it, the land can. Something could have happened on the land that's affecting it, or it could have. It could have been something that's followed you, or something that's mm. that's passing and that could. Oh, I like I like the look of this. I'm staying here. Mm. That's, that can happen. Yeah, or or it could just be something. <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. It could just be something as. As lovely as a loved one, but people just don't understand as well because mm. it's yes. like yep. you know. Um, I so, <clears throat> God, sorry, I've got a bit of a cold at the moment, so you have to excuse me. But all all crappy voice of mine will be edited out. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, I don't remember, Gemma, no nose blowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've I've got a thing about nose blowing. Just so you know, it it grosses me out. So anyway, <laughs> I'm on my best behaviour. <laughs> yeah, no ectoplasm here, please. Um, yeah. So, oh, you, oh, you've put me off now, James. No, I'm um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> he does this to me all the time, Nathan. Can you tell him off for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying out of it. Yeah, yeah, it's probably best to. <laughs> yeah, so sometimes, you know, like I, I've got I've got a parent who's passed away, unfortunately. But there's times when I'm sort of driving in my car and things like that, and I I almost like, I just have a sense of feeling that he's with me. That's uh, Sorry, my dad, yeah. so that my dad is with me and things like that. But it's always like a comforting feeling. Yeah. It's never, it's yeah. never a negative feeling, but, yeah. you know, it's... It's mostly because uh, I'm a bit sceptical as well. And with regards to my dad, I would associate him more with my car because he always used to help me look after the car and things like that. You know, typical dad and daughter would, and probably son as well. Sorry, but I haven't got that, you know, that experience. So, you know, quite often I'm sort of driving in the car and, you know, like listening to podcasts or whatever. and, And I might just sort of glance up to the mirror and expect to see someone in the back. Yeah. Which you know, in my head, it's him. So I'm always comforted by that. So yeah, he's protecting me on my journey. You know, which is quite nice. But you, you, you'd be you'd be surprised how often they go and visit. Because I, I get the smells a lot as well. Like um, you know, my my nan had a certain smell. It was a certain perfume, and she always used to wear. And it were, I I went for um a, 
period in my life where I, I split up with my, my partner at the time and I, I was at a low point and and I was sat on the bed and I was like, I, I need you, Nan. Uh, and I could smell that. I had that smell come to me then. And then I put the spirit box on and a voice came through and said, I'm here. And I felt so much better. I felt so, so comforted knowing that she she's there, you know, watching me and, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I can't explain it. I felt a hell of a lot better. And I thought I need to pick myself up. And, and that's what I done. And I've never been at that low point since. Because no, I, I felt, even though I couldn't see her, I felt so supported by, by her. You felt so much love given towards you probably yeah. as well. Yeah. So. yeah. 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 Which is nice, isn't it? It's just a nice feeling. I've never had, yeah. uh, I've never personally had a, like a negative feeling. So, I, you know, like I've never not to my knowledge been into a haunted house but i'm kind of uh i'm kind of a bit oblivious to things anyway so yeah it's even like if i was in a supermarket and the friend was stood right next to me i if i'm in the zone of being in a supermarket i probably would just turn around and you know the opposite way to where they're stood and completely miss the fact that they're stood there so you know <laughs> so yeah i probably do miss quite a lot of things in life but yeah. It's interesting to hear that. I mean, it's very good that you've both got those positive things because one of my friends who I was talking to had given me permission to sort of mention this. He had, uh, he, um, he'd moved into a house. Well, he'd been in the house for quite a long time. And um, a bit after his new partner uh, moved in, who's now his wife, they started to experience really strange things happening where, for example, they'd say, this example he gave me was say that he put the TV remote down and he'd completely lose track of it and it'd take him days to find it. And the place he finally found it is somewhere that there's no way he sort of could have missed it. Mm. But it got even more, if I'm honest, terrifying where he was in bed and felt himself being sort of strangled and pinned down in the night. And so I turned the, lock, part, turned the lights on, like there's nothing going on. And then he said in the end, he ended up having to get somebody from the, you know, people from the church in to deal with it and he yep. said he's never ever had anything like this happened since but it was almost like there's a rush of air or something going through the property and then yep. this this spirit vanished but the clear view seemed to be that the whatever this spirit was did not like him having his partner around it was quite a horrendous experience them and i mean really really scary that could have been be many things really that that could be of some someone that his partner that was obsessed with his partner that didn't mm. want her being there with him. or mm. And so they take night on him or someone that's latched to him that don't want him having that partner there. Yes. And it could, it could be many things. It could, you know, and um, you've actually, um, I'd have to be in that situation, yeah. you know, to understand it myself. I suspect there's probably a bit of a, I think my friend has probably quite a good um, sensitivity things like this because yep. after, after his father had passed, he was saying that there was one evening, they were, it was something shortly after he passed, the dog started going mad at something in the corner of the room mm. uh, that wasn't there. And he was sort of saying to him, is he granddad? And the dog pretty much seemed to be sort of like quite relaxed with that. There's no sense of it being a problem. Everybody I've gathered was very relaxed about it. So obviously, I suspect he's got some sort, something that must bring these things to him. Yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah, because it's um, because it just sort of triggered my mind then with uh, with regards to I well, one of my first jobs I worked in a hotel, very very old hotel, so it was like fifteen hundreds, and that was that was definitely haunted. Like there was times that 
I would sort of sit at the reception desk and I'd sort of look up as though somebody had just walked towards me, but nobody was there, you know, that kind of situation. Again, I never felt any negativity from the place. It was always, you know, like it was always like kind of a more of if they, if it was haunted, which I believe it was, they were more interested into what I was actually doing rather than, you know, there to sort of scare me or whatever. Uh, There used to be a hotel dog. There were certain rooms that were, it kind of had more sightings than others because like the guests would turn around and say, this is going to sound really bonkers, but I actually saw like the image of an army person because the the history of the hotel was is that they used to actually be like an army barracks within the hotel or it was a it was a place that the troops yeah. would stay sort of thing during like the bouncing of the bomb type experiences and things like that but so obviously i knew that it was you know i knew that it was kind of haunted from those people's experiences but when sometimes i'd finish work at 11 o'clock at night and then I'd start again at seven o'clock in the morning. If there was rooms available, I would stay overnight, but I would only stay overnight if the dog came in with me. (laughs) (laughs) Because he would, you know, quite often he'd sit there and his head would just sort of raise up as if he was looking at something. And then it was just like fixated on something. And then you're like, what are you looking at? (laughs) You know, kind of thing. But because because he did that kind of thing, I thought if anything was going to jump out and, you know, try and attack me during the night, at least the dog was there to bark and give me a warning, you know? <laughs> oh, then throw the dog at it and run. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, the older dog was very, very good. You know, he yeah. would sort of look after you and things. But he was also a very placid dog as well. So he would, like, if you were asleep, he wouldn't try licking you in the face sort of thing. He'd actually just sleep alongside you you know but then i tried it with the puppy once as well and that that didn't work very well (laughs) while licking his face no no the puppy just kept licking me in the face (laughs) throughout the night and i was just like you can get out (laughs) but yeah there was like certain rooms that were definitely you know there was definitely something going on in those rooms and good job yeah, we'll have to get you down, you know, get get you down to my hometown and uh, we'll take you to the hotel and see what you think. <laughs> I always give a good piece of advice because a lot of people say, oh, is it is it evil? Is it evil? Mm. And and I'm saying, well, if it's malevolent, it, it would have let, it, let itself yeah. known about that straight away, you know, and and I, I get a lot of, if, it, if, it, if it's a child spirit, don't, you can leave it. Yeah. You can, it's a child's spirit. It wants to find peace. You can't mm. just yeah. leave it there, you know, because it, it's, it's, it was a person, you know, and it's a child's spirit looking for peace. And that, therefore, like when I go in and I, I, I can smudge a place basically with, with a herb and I say prayers and, and things have disappeared, you know, I've got, I've gone back a few weeks later. Brilliant. No more activity, my view, but I do get a lot of, you know, people saying, oh, is it evil? And, and that, you know, I can't help but saying it every time, every single time I get those two questions said to me. Mm, yeah. And it, but I think everybody, it's their fear, isn't it? It's like kind of yeah. like jump into conclusion that obviously if it's going to be still in a house and it's still going to be sort of wandering around or whatever, it's probably going to be really sinister. And you know, like people watch a lot of horror films and films, you know, like. Yeah programs that give them the wrong idea and like we said earlier it might just be somebody who's lost 
It might just be somebody who's nosy. Yeah. It might just be someone who's actually a loved one. You know, it's it doesn't have to be the negative side of things. Exactly. Well, exactly. I think it's the fact that also it's drummed into us, as you said, through film, through TV. Yeah. So it's going to be something that's going to be like scary and horrible. I mean, you gave me a memory uh, jog on two sort of things when you talk about stuff that would happen, and they both actually relate to my grandmother. And one of them was actually published in a book about ghosts uh, in the area we live, her story. But within the church that she went to, a very, very old part of it, and my grandma had been at a, like, say, a summer's festival selling things, you know, raising money for the church. And I think she'd gone to get some food in near this old area of the church, and she said she could hear old music playing on a piano. And we're talking like coming to the Garden Mode style old music. And she was thinking, well, what could this be? And she thought, you know, there was no radio on in the building. And she went out to try and listen outside if there was any kind of music being played at, say, the, the radio, uh, from a radio in the factory nearby. But this was not the case. And she said, you could really hear this music going and this woman singing. And she said, the thing is, when she went back in, she was trying to find all the things that could have caused this. She said, you couldn't, she couldn't bring herself to walk down the hallway. But when she mentioned it, some of the points, you know, I heard this music. And the person she was talking to said, oh, it'll be old Mrs. Such and Such who died, you know, many, many years ago. Obviously, yeah. revisiting her old, for want of a better word, that sounds like a pun, haunts, and playing her music. But the other thing that was interesting, less sort of, positive element that happened there is and it tied in again to when they were running one of these sort of events my father when he was younger was staying in the church overnight to make sure no one broke it or stole any because all these stalls were out and he said he's never experienced anything like it before where lights were going off in the building the sort of noises and creaking coming from parts of the building and it was just a very very unnerving experience for him and his friends so obviously and i guess it's not a major surprise in some like a church they'll be visited by you know hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of people over the years that there'll be some sort of residual i'm assuming paranormal energy that's in there but a story about a child ties into my grandmother again she lost her uh, first child uh, as a baby and some point after Gordon died she could hear if I remember there was like a creaking from what would have been his cot upstairs which could be heard and obviously this you know would obviously somewhat upset and puzzle her. and she spoke to somebody who I think was part of the spiritualist church who'd said it's basically just his way of communicating so saying he's okay but don't let him don't let him be forgotten to you as a memory and she said just try and find a picture you've got of him sort of have it, you know, prominently in a room, you know, just to sort of say everything's okay and to know he's there. And once she did this, he pretty much sort of ceased. So yeah. the result is... He wanted to be acknowledged. Yes, yeah. yeah. And probably to say he was okay, I guess. You know, yeah, things yeah. So bad. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting to see these sort of things happening. Certainly on the positive front that things can happen, that it's not all this sort of terrifying, scary stuff that people expect. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you were saying earlier, you've got like a special word. Yep. Yeah, because I've actually got the same with my dad. Yep. Like I said earlier, my mum and my brother are both spiritualists. So they went to this, I can't remember exactly what it was called. Basically, they sit in a dark room type thing. There was actually a spiritualist there who was sort of giving people messages and things. Would it be a seance? 
it kind of was, but yeah, it wasn't quite a seance, but it was that kind of thing. Yeah. Basically, before my dad passed on, like we said, you know, like, if you're going to come back, then we gave him this word. Now, his his name was Robert. So yep. we said, if you come back, say Trebor, because Trebor is the opposite of Robert. Yeah. Yeah, reverse, sorry. Ironically, before they actually went, I was joking around and I was singing, Trebor mints are a weenie bit stronger. Stick them up your bum and they last a bit longer. Like that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> silly little tune like that. But yeah, the actual spiritualist did actually say the words Trebor. So although I wasn't actually there myself, yeah. you know, that was actually the first ever sort of evidential confirmation for me that he did actually come through because he actually said yeah. that, because he said that one word, you know? Uh, yeah, that's cool. That is, that's really good because I know a lot of people that has happened to mm. where they've gone to see spiritualists and, and as things has come through and there's been messages or, or words has come through for the people that hasn't been there at the time. And yeah, you've gone through other people to get to them to, to basically it's, it's, I think it's given them a message to say, I'm you, don't worry about me. I'm you. And it's, that's sort of comforting in a way. It is. I think it's very comforting. And I think it's also nice because sometimes with ways that people pass aren't necessarily the nice, well, nicest ways isn't quite the right word, but you know, it, yeah. it could be like a, a, a cancer or it could be, you know, whatever, a horrible yeah. disease, you know. Yeah. It's almost nice to actually hear from them. And actually know that they're okay. You know, like, hear the, the fact that they are actually... Not suffering anymore. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're not in pain. They're, they're basically, you know, they're okay. They're, they're letting you know they're fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just that nice bit of confirmation that, yeah, they're all good. So. And so going back to... Like, I was just quite interested, like, with regards to when you're going into a, a house for the first time... What kind of prep work do you need to do? And, um, you know, sort of talk us through what kind of thing you do on a, you know, like on a visit basis sort of thing. Or is it vary? Basically, uh, meet up with the people who own the house. I'll have a chat with them. I'll do a daytime sweep, basically looking around. If they, you know, I'll check the windows for gaps and Mm -hmm. because that could cause, obviously, drafts. And I'll see if the attic door... It's light. If that moves really easy, if I'll check the doors, they swing really lightly, they slam. Basically, just things like that. And I'll check the environment and then I'll do a nighttime sweep. I'll do uh, infrared sensors. Oh, yeah. Basically, uh, uh, infrared sensors, you know, like uh, the garden lights with the sensors. Yeah. Um, basically, one of them across a hallway or, or across stairs or across a doorway. And I usually get good good answers for that with things crossing. Do they tend to yeah. sleep if they yeah. Yeah, it is really late as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enough to wake enough to wake the dead. <laughs> yeah, in a way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Uh, I'll leave a recorder in a in a room on its own, a camcorder or I tell you what is good, baby monitors or, or a walkie talkie on you know, with a button constantly pressed in so you can hear what what's going on in, in your room. Yeah. Those things are spirit box, K2 meter, basically that measures the electromagnetic field in the, it, the static and sensors. And I, there's, there's tons and tons of equipment you can use. And I, I use quite a lot, but I tend to be more old-fashioned with like a stone floor. I put a bit of flour or baby powder down. Yeah. And 
And that, I've had really good results with that as well. I've had, I've had children's footprints appear in it. Oh. Wow. Do you ever get the cold spots as well? Very, a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, you've described that feeling with the hair on your It's like you've been in a room or what have you, and all you hear, you don't hear actually, you, you get a high-pitched sound I get in my ear, and it feels like electricity in the air. And I know something's something's near me. Okay, that's so, interesting. Sort of like it's sort of like a spidey sense. <laughs> also a bit worried. Can I get the high pitched? Yeah, I was just thinking I did the same as well. <laughs> that's the only way I can describe it to tell when something's near you. Yeah, because mm. I get I've got tinnitus anyway because I've been to too many heavy metal bands. I uh, see too many heavy metal bands and been stood next to the speakers. But yeah, sometimes yeah. my hearing does go, you know, like that constant tinnitus sound, but it goes more high pitched, you know. So Yeah, Gemma, I think that could actually be tinnitus because we both got <laughs> the same thing. I have yeah. tinnitus too. <laughs> yeah, so maybe ours isn't quite as uh you know <laughs> spiritual, uh, spiritual. Sorry. Basically, we are like Homer in that scene in The Simpsons when he said, "Rock concert never done any any damage whatsoever." <laughs> yeah, <hear> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'd put a tweet out for people that listen to the show if they've got any questions and things like that. So I might ask a yep. couple of those now as well. Well, you kind of touched upon it. Bob Christian, who's who's our new favourite listener, I think. He uh, interacts with us quite a lot now, so we love him. Hello. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know what the scariest experience you've had. Also, the best piece of evidence that you've had. Scariest experience I've ever had, believe it or not, isn't a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I never, never been scared. It's a claim, believe it or not. Oh. You put a claim by me, and I'll cry like a little girl. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> I will cry like a little girl. I was coming back from shopping one day, and there was a. The claim given egg leaflets, and I waited three and a half hours for him to move away from my car. Oh, no. <laughs> so you will never be watching it then? No, no not a chance. <laughs> and do you know what that stems from? No, no, I haven't a clue. I just, I've always been scared of claims. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm always interested because, you know, like with the clown, you know, with clown, uh, we won't talk about it too long because obviously <laughs> it's a fear of yours, so it's probably not nice for you. But yeah, I suppose it's their constant smiles, isn't it? Even though they're not always smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. I, I've even seen a hypnotist and I just can't seem to shake it. It's, it's just one of the things that I've developed for some reason. <laughs> I am the clue where they come from. So if you were to go into a house and then there, it was possessed by a dead clown, you'd be pretty yeah. crap in your pants at that point. I wouldn't even get to the street. I was going to say, I don't think you'd get Nathan in the house, if I'm really honest. I think you'd be somewhere in another county. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'd probably have to call one of my other uh, paranormal investigator friends to do it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. This is from Lights in the Sky podcast. What paranormal creature or an anomaly would you most like to see with your own eyes? An imp. An imp. Yeah, that's um, basically, it's lower than a demon. Basically, they do the dirty work for the demons. Ah. They, they're, they're the ones that, basically, they're, they're the front line. They go in and they cause the all the, the bad negativity and, you know, they, the depression in, in a person. And I I would like to see one of them. Oh, well, I've got plenty of those around me, I think. So you... or, the, or, the, or the black <laughs> monk. I'd hey, love to see hey. the monk from... I don't want to be called that, Gemma. 
<laughs> no. Sorry, Nathan, you were saying. <laughs> I'd love to see the, the monk from the Black Monk House. I was oh. 30 Strive. I'd love to come face to face with him. Yeah, that would be good. I don't know if it'd be good. I mean, it would be good until it went. <laughs> when I, it was horrible and scary. <laughs> I've experienced the house myself. And like I said, I've I've heard growls, I've heard a laugh in there, I've I've been scratched, but I, I'd love to come face to face with the actual being itself, with the spirit of him. I don't know why, I've just always want you know, and you see the films where they like this scre- the monster screaming in the person's face. I can always imagine it doing that to me and just laughing at him. Just laughing in his face, yeah, and saying it's the best you've got because that's that's why I go in. I, I don't provoke. I never provoke, but that's one thing I've always wanted to do is come face to face with the monk from the Black Monk House. Ah, well, you never know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams do come true. <laughs> you can you can definitely write that on your CV if if that happens. though, can't you? So. Oh, definitely. Actually, talking about CV, can I ask, what well, what is it you actually do on a, a day-to-day basis? I make chocolate. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm a chocolatier, and believe it or not, I also train people on the electric pump truck that, work, that comes to work at our place as well. Oh, I think wow. you have probably become one of the most popular people ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet Christmas and Easter are hell, aren't they? <laughs> Believe it or not, I cannot stand the taste of chocolate. That doesn't surprise me, though. That doesn't surprise me. It's like if you work in a fish and chip shop, you don't want fish and chips for tea. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so that's actually quite interesting. Sorry, because it just popped into my head, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually quite interesting." So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Glad I asked. <laughs> and I forgot another one, which is not paranormal related. This is just a general question. This is from Lauren Dowswell. If you could appear in any adult cartoon, what would it be? I'd, I'd have to say Family Guy. I like Family Guy. I think mine would be Rick and Morty. Definitely. <laughs> I love that program so much. <laughs> I think for me, it'd have to be American Dad. I love that program so much. Yeah. (laughs) The reason why I was a little bit late today was because I was putting together a little game, which in a few minutes you'll hear James's heart sink (laughs) because I like to come up with games. And it's the second edition of Name That Reverse Tune. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love games like this. You do? Okay, fantastic. Well, you've got a, you've got an upper hand because James is how can I say this nicely? Special. <laughs> Not well, this is the second time playing. Last time wasn't overly great at it, but you know, still, you, there's always a chance, so feel safe in the knowledge that you are gonna win this, Nathan. Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, you don't win anything. You, you win the knowledge that you Pride. Win, so. Prize, yeah, exactly. Pride, yeah. exactly. So I've taken bits of typical Halloween-type songs, because obviously this is a Halloween ep- episode. Yep. I've done them backwards, so I'm going to play the backwards version first. So it's only like a 20-second clip, maybe 30-second, depending on who the artist is. Some of them are a little bit longer and shorter than others because of who the bands are and they might sue me one day you never know and then after that track has played if whoever knows the answer basically say your name and then have a guess as to what the song is and you know then you you win a point basically so (laughs) 
In fact, in my case, I just win self-worth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But before we move on to the game, was there anything else, Nathan, that you wanted to say about the paranormal side of things? Because I don't want to kind of cut you off or anything like that, if there's anything else that you'd like to say. If you are looking to get into paranormal and you, you want to start doing, like I said, research and be careful. I think that's very wise information to sort of give to anybody thinking of joining up with this as well. And at the end of the show as well, what I'll say is like to give maybe your Twitter handle or contact details if if you're happy to do so. And then if any if anybody is interested, they can maybe contact you beforehand. Yep. Yeah? Okay. Right. Okay, so are you ready for the game? Um and willing. <laughs> the, okay. tension, the tension is snapping my shoelaces. <laughs> I hopefully this one will be a little bit easier because it is Halloween themed songs. So okay, so here's the first one. Ghostbusters. Oh. <laughs> That's Ghostbusters. It is Ghostbusters. <laughs> You're not following the rules, but <laughs> <laughs> You're not following the rules I made them. You're, you're breaking them. <laughs> I say if that's me beating already because that's probably what I would have got <laughs> no not at all you have to say your name at the end of the song Nathan just so you know <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yes you are correct that one was Ghostbusters James? That's Highway to Hell by ACDC. It is! Yay! So it's two all so far. That actually sounded like an audience at the Jeremy Kyle show. It did. (laughs) (laughs) It did, definitely. (laughs) Did you want to hear it forwards? Why not? You can't see this, but I'm rocking out at the moment, so. <laughs> Four more songs, okay? Let's do this then. Everybody ready? Everyone pumped? <laughs> I, I don't feel like the energy oh, yeah. is that pumped. Come on, people, pump, no, no, pump. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's get the pump truck out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so next song. That sounds like the cold caller I had today. <laughs> <laughs> it actually did sound a bit possessed, that song. They're not trying to sell PPI, are they? No, they're not <laughs> trying to sell PPI. <laughs> did you want to listen again? Please. Yeah, okay. Okay. 
and a clue. No. I'm like, I want candy, but it ain't going to be that. So. No, it is, James. It is. It is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so the original version of that is... Okay, so next one. Okay, well, that was James, so sorry. Yeah, that, that's the Monster Mash. It was the Monster Mash, yes. Well done. Yeah. Oh, because, you know, because Nathan, I heard you go, oh, I know this one. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nathan. I did it chance... so many times, I could sing it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only chance I've got to win, so. Yeah. <laughs> but there is good playing by the rules here, I have to say. After the first game <laughs> round, Nathan, I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, the birthday episode, I had three people competing on the, on that game, basically. And yeah. only one person played by the rules, and it wasn't James. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, why did he start tonight then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Adam Chestnut. Okay, right, so two more. Yeah, is it for the reaper? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Nathan, are you still there? <laughs> I am still there. <laughs> He's not gone home, but still. Well, I, I'm kind of hoping he is home right now. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, there is one more game, but believe it or not, my battery is running out again. So, Nathan, I have, uh, I have a strong feeling that you have brought some friends with you today and you are, you know, trying to... Yeah, I don't know. Take over the podcast? Is that what's going on here? You'll never know. <laughs> okay, so if you could just pause for a second again.
Okay, that gave you a chance to think what could possibly be the last song. Are you ready? Go for it. Uh, sorry, was that was that Nathan? <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll tell you what, Nathan. I'm in a giving mood. Would you like to guess? <laughs> I haven't a clue. Really? Okay. I said the yeah. most terrifying song we could go with. It's Thriller. Justin Bieber's album. Oh no, it's definitely not Justin Bieber. That he will never make an appearance on this podcast. I'm good because that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very terrifying. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Thriller Forwards is There we go. And uh, fun fact, you know, there was a there's a line in that song where it, you know, you go thriller, mm-hmm. thriller night, something, something, something. But I always thought it was something of Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean that kind of links into Michael Jackson in a sense, but. But I've always thought that, you know, like it was, uh, yeah. I, I don't even know what the actual lyric is. Does anybody know? Uh, I'm not sure which part you're on about, but I think you should probably send that information to Babylon. <laughs> yeah, I think I will. Because <laughs> yeah. they love mixed up. I mean, that's the best I've heard for an incorrect line. So, yeah, I'd send that in. <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, yeah, hopefully one day I'll get on the. Well, I actually have been on um, Hollywood Babylon a couple of times. In the sense I've sent a few things. In. Um, sorry, Nathan, do you like Hollywood Pavilion? I do. Okay, that's cool. So you know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Okay, good. There was a couple of things that I've actually sort of sent in that have been read out, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I might try with that one. I well, we've changed three batteries, and we've still got one going fully, but. Unless there's anything else that anybody else would like to say, I I was going to suggest maybe wrapping it up. I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Nathan for coming on and talking to us. It's been not only entertaining, but educational. I really, really enjoyed it. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you to you both as well. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And literally, you're welcome on any time you want to. It doesn't have to just be Halloween, so. Yeah, it it could be magic. I, could t- I teach magic as well. So. God. Oh, you teach magic, do you? So you make chocolate and you do ghost stuff and you do magic. Dude, I, I self, give up undefeated. <laughs> you didn't win the game of nope. Name That Backwards Tune, but you win a knife. You yes, a knife. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you do it? What is that like teaching children magic or is it adults? I'd like to get into teaching children magic i well i teach my my children's friends magic and to in you know pottering about the ice and my my daughter are walking with a friend oh dad 
show us a trick and I just got to work with what I've got. So make, yeah. make something disappear or make, you know, or make something light up and, you know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> That's that's really fun though, isn't it? Obviously, as a child, you kind of get excited about the fifty p behind your ear, don't you? Yeah. So, out of curiosity, because obviously you mentioned that, do you have one child or two? Or I have a couple of children. Do you try to keep them away from the sort of things that you tend to do, like with regards to the paranormal things, or is that something you all embrace together? Oh, my my eldest is coming up to eleven now, and she, I, I. Open and honest, and believe it or not, my my eldest has she's come to a graveyard with me to do um spirit box session, uh, a, a relative, and it's come through. And she she's open and honest, and she she would like to start coming out on investigations with me. But I said at the moment she's a bit too young, and take one step at a time. Like yeah, I I, I I I'm one of these people that's open and honest, and not, I'm not going to keep nothing you know from my children. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it is something. It is something that you do. Yeah. You you, you don't. You probably don't keep the fact that you're. Uh, you know, you make chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, they don't know that. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So keep keep your real job. Uh, you know, separate. <laughs> Why is my dad coming on with all that brain around his mouth? <laughs> Ew. And I just come back from ghost ending, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't think it gets any better than that as an ending. No, I think that's a perfect ending. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nathan. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Usually, well, I mean, it started. It started with cods walloping and ended with shit. So <laughs> okay. Well, before you go, Nathan, could you, if you're happy to, give your Twitter details or, you know, like, if you've got a website or anything like that, promote yourself. Moment. I'm on Instagram, Nathan Page Five. Have a look. Okay. I've I've started posting stuff on there. The paranormal side, I will be posting on twitter eventually so yeah so people obviously on instagram go and check that out and uh i've actually created a instagram page for this podcast i have no idea what i'm doing absolutely no idea what i'm doing at this point but i will i'll go over and follow you as well thank you yeah that's all right no problem yeah thank you for wasting three lots of my batteries <laughs> <laughs> oh don't thank me <laughs> thank the spirits <laughs> definitely thank you
You gotta react against that! 